Want to be confident when talking about yourself and explaining what you do? Join my free 21-day confidence building course. You'll learn how to construct a personal elevator pitch, learn how to not be awkward in social situations, how to have awesome conversations, among other important skills to help you crush life. Best of all, it's free. Sign up now at freeconfidencecourse.com. From the C Method, my name is Christina Cantors, and this is Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you communicate with confidence and clarity so you can get what you want in business and in life. To subscribe to the show and download the back catalogue, go to thecmethod.com slash podcast. Hello there, Rockstar. It's Christina here with you for episode 36. I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest this week. His name is John McMahon, also known as Rev or The Rev. Rev is a youth specialist, motivational speaker and entrepreneur. He speaks to young guys aged 11 to 17 mostly, and he speaks to them in in schools, sporting clubs and community groups. He draws on his checkered as he calls it, teenage experiences in his talks where he inspires and empowers young people to to go after their dreams and, and live a passionate, authentic, fulfilling life. I think what he's doing is amazing and I was really excited to meet him and to get him on the show. You can find him online at Motivate, that's M-O-T-O-V-8, as in the number 8.com.au, motivate.com.au. Now, one thing that I love and admire about Rev is his unfiltered, raw authenticity. And you'll hear him. He tells it exactly like it is. And this type of authenticity is not really a common thing that you find in people. And in this conversation, we talk about building meaningful relationships, adding value, standing out, and being memorable. And and also how being authentic and raw can both help and hinder opportunities for you. We met up at the Hub co-working space for this chat, so you may hear some background noises at points. And also just a warning, there are a few swear words in here that I haven't bleeped out, seeing as we're talking about being authentic and unfiltered and all. So explicit language warning, get the kids to put their earmuffs on. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash rev. Now, as I release this, actually, it was Rev's birthday yesterday, so I just thought I'd play a little happy birthday tune for him as we go into the interview. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We were connected by our mutual friend, yeah. Eric, who Eric. I've also interviewed on this show. Eric. He, he said to me, you've got to meet this guy. He's awesome. He'd be great to interview on your show. And then when I did meet you, I was like, there are so many things that I wanted to talk to you about, or like that I could talk to you about on this show because yeah. there are so many cool things that you do and, and even just the, from the speaking aspect. But one thing that I find really great about you is your whole attitude to connecting with people and you do that really, really well. And actually you did that just before to everyone listening. We were having a coffee before and the waiter came over and gave us our coffees and 
John was just asked him about a, a bracelet he was wearing and we ended up having this great conversation with this guy and, and it was, and it was, it was awesome. And that's something that I've been seeing you do repeatedly. And I think that is something that we often forget to do. And it's a really good way to actually connect with people and stand out and be able to make a good, you know, positive impact in their lives. And from there, then good things come to you, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, you walk through the streets of Melbourne and there are just thousands and thousands of people walking, blending into the concrete. And then there's these memorable people, people they either got a really cool hairstyle or a walk or their suit or their jeans, something stands out about them. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm very intentional about being memorable. And so that guy in the cafe today he will remember that and he'll probably talk about that with a colleague later today or a mate, you know, and, uh, yeah, I love being memorable. <laughs> <laughs> One story that you shared with me was, is about how you were able to stand out in like at a, at a large, at an event where there are a lot of people and, and from there you, you went on this, on this charity bike ride where you got to meet a ton of awesome people and make really cool connections there. Yeah. Can you share that story? Sure. So it was, it's called the biggest blokes, biggest ever blokes barbecue lunch. And, um, it's, it's about, uh, men's health. And so I went along to it. Um, there's about 400 guys there and about three ladies. And David Parkin happened to be one of the main speakers. Russell Gilbert, you know, the comedian. Who's David a, Parkin, for those David, who don't know? Yeah, Dave Parkin is, uh, they call him the Silver Fox. He's, um, four, uh, four or five time premiership coach of Carlton. I think it's four and he played in a premiership. This is but, Australian football for the American listeners. AFL. <laughs> uh, AFL. So yeah, he's a, a champion coach and he is the patron of the, an organization called the Mailbag Foundation, which is a double entendre, you know, um, and and so it's about raising money for prostate cancer, raising awareness, purchasing a piece of machinery that will go out to a country hospital uh, in regional Victoria. And he said he had a spot for a rider, and basically within about five seconds of him saying that and a little bit more info about the ride, I stood up in the room, put my hand right up, and... I had not only Dave Parkin looking at me, but 399 other people in the room, you know, wanting to know who this tattooed guy is standing up at a corporate function, uh, immediately answering the call. Were they expecting people to stand up? Uh, not at all. No. He, he was basically, he threw, it was a throwaway line in his presentation saying that he had this opportunity, uh, open up and, uh, he hadn't even got to the point where he would say, if you want to come and talk to me about it afterwards, I'll be on this table. For me, it just resonated with me. I went with my gut and went, I recognized an opportunity. Didn't even know what the outcomes of that opportunity would be. And I've always sort of been that way. It's not something that I have been trained to do. It's gone, you know, recognize an opportunity and, and make a quick decision. Make it, it's either, it's either hell yeah or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's basically go with it or, or, or don't, you know, yeah. no in between sort of thing. Have you, do you know about the, you know, the, um, fuck yes or no? Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was going to say, but I didn't know how, how free I could be to, to, you know, speak. um, I'll probably have to bleep 
that out later because okay. right. yeah I, <laughs> I tend to not make it make it explicit unless I give people a warning so, yeah yeah so I mean, warning we could just give people a warning all right warning. Yeah. so yeah fuck yeah or no way you know or no yeah that's my attitude um, so it either resonates with me deeply at my mm. core and I'll shift whatever I need to shift to be a part of it or I'll walk away with no regrets and right. um, yeah so you don't spend too much time analyzing a decision no, the major thing in that for me was, um, do I have the time? Can I make the time? And can I add value to that? Now, as soon as he spoke about posty bikes and, you know, so riding posty bikes, I was like, yeah, I can do that. Not a problem. Going around country Victoria, I work in schools right throughout country Victoria. So all the places that were going, I knew them. And then the biggest question for me was, can I add value to this? You know, like I don't want to just take up a spot for the sake of it. I want to raise money and I want to connect these guys up with people that I know that could help provide an event um, or an opportunity on the right. So in one of the towns we went to, there was no official function organized and I was able to pull together with one of my networks and set up a function at a youth center um, get breakfast put on and um, got on the radio, local newspaper and stuff like that. So I was immediately able to add one piece of value to Dave, uh, David Parkin and the ride. Mm -hmm. And then along the ride, I had the opportunity to coach David in his riding because that's something I've done a lot of, um, which personally put a bond between us. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was, it was the right decision. Because mm. you were able to connect with a bunch of other people on the ride weren't you yeah yeah like a lot of the guys on the ride were older than me you know by 10 to 20 years and uh, I just the first day I basically spent my day finding my place in the group and connecting with people looking for people to connect with looking for points of contact and references because these guys have known each other for years and I'm new and so I just went in and listened listened to the, st the stories and the jokes and then found my place to, you know, drop some little bombs in there, you know. So, yeah. Um, I like that you mentioned listening really well because I think this all ties into being able to add value to people and then that helps you to then build your networks and then more opportunities come to you Absolutely. that way. How – because I know a lot of people, I mean myself included, when I meet people who are maybe, you know, more successful than me, they're doing amazing things and, and I go, wow, I'd love to be able to connect with this person and I know that I should be adding value, like giving first before asking them for something, but I don't necessarily know how to add value or what I can actually mm -hmm. do for them. Yeah. So what what would do you do in that situation or what can someone else do in that situation? Yeah. Well, for me, it comes out of my personalities. I go with my personalities. <laughs> I've only got one. Um, <laughs> it comes out of my, my personality and my strength and I focus on my strengths and I really don't give a shit about my weaknesses because you know what? Like my strengths are good strengths. So I go with them. So for example, I wrote something up this morning and I've got it here. I talk about LSC. So listen, solve, care. Um, so listen to what people are saying. And like even right now, your listeners, um, some of them will be on the edge of their seats going, oh, this is really cool, this is really cool. Others would have made a decision about where this is all going. And when you make that decision sometimes, you miss out on where it's actually going because you focus on 
oh, I've got an answer for that or, or I've got that. Yeah, that makes sense. I've got it, you know. So you mean some people would will have already made a decision on what's the point of the episode yeah. or where or what? Yeah. Preempting yeah. what you're going to say. Yeah, preempting where it's gone, okay. reflecting on it in their life experience and they sign off on it and they actually miss out on maybe the decimal, the decimal point could be shifted one step further and there's more value to what they're saying. So, so like if I'm having a conversation and someone throws in their 50 cents, and they think that that's worth, you know, like a million dollars. And I'm like, well, actually, no, I've already thought about what you, what you said. Um, if you had waited, you would have got the full message of this. So, um, and especially in business, you know, you'll be in meetings and oh, if you just learn to listen and listen for between the lines, listen for what's going on, listen for the, the concern and, and the, the real desire, the vision off the CEO or whoever, the business owner, and then process that um, instead of just going in with your hat of, oh, yeah, I can, I've got something for that. Oh, yeah, well, that, that would suit that product, you know. So for me, listening's huge. I do a lot of talking, but that just happens to be what I do. Mm. I, 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 I listen to podcasts every day of the week. Um, going back to what you wrote this morning, so the first thing was – Listen, listen, sol- solve, solve. So, um, that breakfast I went to, this ride, they had a problem. Yeah. They needed another rider and they needed a rider that could add value and, and help lift the profile. And so I felt like I could solve that problem for them. Um, fill the spot. And then now that I'm behind it a hundred percent, bring attention to it, bring my, connect it with my networks. Um, so I brought on two major sponsors for that event, set up a breakfast. Um, coached Parco on the ride. So I solved about three or four problems that existed that then allowed Parco to move on to other problems because these were, you know, ticked off sort of thing. So solving real problems and not just problems that suit your product. Yeah, I like that actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the third one was, um, uh, caring. You know, even when someone doesn't decide to buy your product, um, some people just wipe them off then and go, you know, oh, well, that's gone. That opportunity is gone. Well, for me, um, you build loyalty through caring and, and it's not, oh, you know, it's just a monthly phone call to see how you're doing. You know, it's like this morning on the way in here, um, I took a photo of a truck that had a big load of pallets. So, you know, um, transit pallets on it. Uh, Cause I was in a conversation with a guy about a month ago. And he had a team of volunteers and they were making pallets. And so I thought of him while I was, you know, in, in the car, took a photo of this tray of pallets and sent it to him and just said, Hey mate, thinking of you today, hope you can ask. And that wasn't a strategy. That was just, that's just who I am. Just be, mm-hmm. be caring, you know, genuinely caring. Well, I've witnessed that firsthand because you brought me a bag of Snickers and a bag of Twix bars when uh, we met before. <laughs> Cause I mentioned that I love. Snickers and Twix bars. Yeah. Uh, well. Mm. Thank you for that. That's all right. <laughs> I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> I've already given one away. Have actually, you? yeah, I'm I'm sharing. Cool. Just sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Absolutely. I actually, I actually did that with a client the other week because I met with him and he was talking about how because he's been struggling with his own goals. I said, "What what goals do you have?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure." And he wasn't writing things down. And I got. A, a little notebook that is about goal setting. It's by My Goals, which they're a fantastic um, company that creates these really cool notebooks. 
And I thought of him, so I got it and I wrote a little note in it saying, you know, this is for your goals, just know that, you know, you've got this, like, kick ass, right? And I just wrote that in the note and sent it to him. And I got an email from him going, that's, you know, thank you so much, that's amazing, you know, you've gone above and beyond. And I'm not doing that to try and get more, to you know, to be able to sell him more stuff or to be able to get him to sign on for, for other things, yeah. but it was just something that I wanted to share. And the funny thing was, on the notebook, it's got get shit done yeah. written on it. He said, the only thing is my three-year-old got a hold of it and keeps saying get shit done. And I <laughs> thought that was, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> a funny outcome. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, if you're not genuine, like I, I've got, standing behind me, whenever I get up and speak, there's about 20, 25 other people that have made a significant deposit in my life, you know, men, women, and young people. You know what? Like, I have, if young people, Younger people can get shit done better than me. Come and speak into my life. And I tell teachers this in schools all the time. Yes, you're the teacher, but sometimes your student can be the teacher. And you need to drop your ego and your position and be open to hearing from them. Now, the young people need to do it in the right way. It's not about getting up in front of your class and telling the teacher you don't know what you're talking about. You go and have a one-on-one conversation, you know. So the way I go about things... Um, it isn't, it isn't something I've got out of a textbook or, or, or one thing. I can't nut it down to one thing. It's trial and error. Um, it's absorbing what other people say. I love listening to guys like Gary Vee and uh, Andy Frazella and God, there's that many books that I've read and I absorb that, but I absorb it through my personality, you know, uh, of which I'm fairly confident in. And, um, uh, dealing with young people, if you're not authentic, they'll shut down on you within seconds. So the minute they start telling me that to, you know, piss off old man, I'll do that, um, but I'll keep going. Um, mm. Yeah. Do you think that people who were well, older people, you know, because if you're not authentic with older people as well, they'll still, you know, it's still not going to work well for you because I think if you're not authentic, people are going to sniff that out anyway. Oh, absolutely. Um, the difference is young people are ruthless. You know, they'll just say, fuck off, mate. Like, you know, uh, whereas older people will be endearing and go, yeah, that's nice. They'll that's be nice. polite and yeah. yeah, not tell you where to go. There's a show called Mrs. Brown's Bo- Mrs. Brown Boys. I don't know if it's, a, it's an English comedy. It. It's a guy dressed up as an old, uh, the grandmother of the mother in the house. And whenever she basically doesn't agree with someone uh, and wants to tell them, fuck off, yeah. she'll go, oh, that's nice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I've seen some cracker older people um, smile and go, oh, oh, thanks for that, when really what they're saying, you know, is you don't really have a clue what you're <laughs> on about. And you haven't even taken the time to get to know anything about me. You don't know my journey. I love meeting with older people because they've got history. They've got, you know, experience. They've got massive knowledge bombs to offer. back to that topic of authenticity i know we're kind of jumping around a little bit with the with the topics here but one thing i really like about you is that you're just purely you and you don't sugarcoat anything and you just put things out there i'd like to know how has that helped you in your career as a speaker and entrepreneur how has Mm -hmm. it helped you in that sense and and what have you learned from that okay 
So I'm very intentional. I always have an agenda. Um, my agenda, um, people think that's a bad thing. Well, my agenda is always to leave people feeling better than when I met them. Sometimes I do that very well. Sometimes it's only a smile I've left them with, which is not a bad deposit, no. you know, smile. <laughs> but it's both helped and hindered. So there have been opportunities I've missed out on because of how I speak, because of how I look, um, and to be honest... Can you describe how you look? Um, well, I'm six foot eight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, how do you describe it? So shaved head, two earrings, like black earrings. In fact, Eric, the guy you had on before who yeah. connected us, when I first met him, I walked in and saw he had these two black earrings, very similar to mine. Mm. And I was like, you must be a good bloke, you know. Um, earrings, uh, shaved head, tattoos. I live my brand, like, which is sort of racy, edgy. You've got tattoos all up your arms. Yeah. And they're all, they're symmetrical. You've got yeah, yeah, grid, racing grid. Uh, yeah, racing so, flames. Yeah. Finish, finish strong on each wrist, uh, or one on it, you know, finish on one wrist, strong on the other. Cause to me, the finish of a race is like really important. And there's all different kinds of races and life is not a sprint. Life is this freaking long race. And, uh, yeah. And you take your bikes. Into, when you go speak, you take your bike in, right? Yeah, yeah. So my signature seminar is called The Ride of Life, um, which is a combination of my experience as a young person and the screw-ups that I made, um, the pain that I caused for lots of people, uh, especially my parents, um, people in authority, and friends because I was uh, not a nice person, you know. Um, it, so the combination of that, and that gives me, uh, that inspires young people. Um, and then I bring in the motorcycles and I talk about um, principles from racing that people use on the racetrack to stay in the race and win the race mm. uh, and be competitive um, and how young guys can apply them in their own life to stay on track. And and then so that is in information and then I instruct the young guys on how they can make those changes in their own life. So. With anyone, but particularly with young people, if you try and instruct them before you've inspired them, then, you know, they'll just shut down to you because they're so used to everyone telling them what to do, mm. you know. So basically, the way I look and the way I communicate is one of my big points of difference in this um, sector. So in the schools area, um, working with teenagers, teenagers don't think in a polished way. They are, they're not like their Instagram pics. They're not filtered, you know. Um, they speak to their best friends worse than we speak to our enemies sometimes, you know. Um, and so when I get up and speak in schools, I use language and I use stories. I, I talk about real incidents that happened in my own life that make them go, oh, oh, shit, like my stuff's nowhere near like that, you mm -hmm. know. And also I don't, you know, I don't suit up for things. Um, this is who I am. So um, if someone wants to get me in, then this is what they get. And so... That's really, that's a real strength. Uh, but it sometimes means that I miss out on other opportunities because they want me to do this or do that. And, you know, I really don't want to prostitute my gift, you know, and my talent and who I am as a person just to suit with someone else's agenda. Have you ever done a gig where you did suit up and try and be yeah. someone that you're not? Yeah. Yeah. How did it, that go? It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> And the people I brought with me said, you know, it was like listening to a different person, you know. So I MC functions and 
you know, officiate things. I do weddings and I've done some pretty cool biker weddings. But yeah, no, I, I just can't be in another suit, so to speak. Actually, in schools, I bring in my racing suit and I usually will get like a, a young kid to go away and put it on and come back in. And they look ridiculous because it's designed for me mm. and it won't do the job for them. It'll be uncomfortable. It'll be in the way. It'll flap around the wind. It'll hinder them more than help them, you know. And even if they crash, they'll probably roll around in the suit. And then I use that as an example for them of how they need to grow into their own skin and be their own person. And instead of fixating on people in their life that they like and trying to mimic them, pulling from them the meat and uh, and absorbing it, taking it on board. And so that's what I meant. I sit here today with probably 20, 25 people behind me uh, who have influenced me, one of which I'm going to meet with later today. Uh, but I'm very much my own person. So, yeah, it does definitely uh, makes you stand out and it also sometimes, you know, shuts doors on you. But that's cool. That's life. Yeah. This, this is something that I, I've, I've spoken about this a couple of times before, actually. I was – I don't know if you've heard of or follow Sally Hogshead – and she, her thing is about how to fascinate and how she has a personality test I'm interested. where you, yeah, she, she does this personality test where it's all about how, um, how the world sees you rather than how you see the world. Yeah. And she's all about, you know, if you become more of your true self, more of who you are, then that's going to make you more successful because people are going to be seeing you at your very best. Yeah. And for me, that was really, enlightening because when I first started the C method, I was thinking, okay, I've got to be like polished and professional and slick because that's who businesses are going to want to hire because everyone else in this space is like that. And then when I learned this stuff about myself, my thing was, is that I'm innovative and I am um, disruptive and I am, uh, I think outside the box and I'm passionate and I realized that all the crazy stuff that I do, the, the weird busking, the, the ukulele, the, the podcast and the singing and just being real quirky and, and me. Yeah. That's what's going to help me the most. And that's, and if I just do, do more of that, that's going to help me be more Ma- successful. Yeah. It makes you, it's, it's like, you know, when you buy fruit and you go and it looks awesome and you bite into it and there's no taste or it's sour or you're like, Fuck, you feel ripped off. Mm. When you have that bit of personality, and I'm not talking about being overbearing, but like just a bit of X factor to you, a bit of C factor, you know. <laughs> um, and, and the way I go about that is, as I, you know, as I've already said, being memorable. So when we walked into the, the hub, your workspace here, what was the last thing I did before we walked through the room? Remember? You complimented Amelia on her T-shirt because she had an owl on it. Yeah. And said, I love the love your shirt. Yeah, because I found a, something to connect with. Because I didn't you've know. Because you've got a giant owl tattoo on That's your shoulder. That's right. And I love <laughs> owls and I love the wisdom that they represent. Yeah. And and she was quite overwhelmed with the tattoo. And so I'm going to say hello to her when I leave. So even at the very least, I've given her a moment in her day that is memorable and life is about one moment connected to another, connected to another, you know. And sometimes, um, a bit serious here for a second, you know, sometimes young guys uh, who who attempt suicide, you know, I've worked with a lot of teenagers and they make huge decisions in emotionally charged moments. And sometimes 
All it would have taken was one person to notice them five minutes before, and it would have been enough to change the decision, you know. So um, I'm not suggesting that about anyone here today, but just noticing something about mm. someone that you can connect with is sometimes enough to totally change their day and kick off the week, you know. Yeah. So I, lo- I love looking for that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's easy to do, isn't it? You see someone and you see something interesting about them, you make a comment on that. Yeah. And if it's something that you, maybe you have the same thing or you've got a, like, so for example, the owl. Yeah. Like Amelia had it on her shirt, you've yeah. got it on your arm. Yeah. Point of connection. Yeah. The guy today with the magnet bracelet, oh, no, you don't, you don't have a magnet bracelet, no. but you were able to just have a, a chat about that and ask him where it was from and, and he loved talking about that, yeah. which yeah. was great. Yeah, just found something to engage conversation and then, you know, you just never know where it leads. Um, oh, mate, I, do you have an example of where you've done something like that and it's turned into something that you never expected? Oh, I've got dozens of examples of stuff like that. Um, a friend, uh, Kylie Bartlett, you know, she's uh, known as the web celeb. You know, I, I was listening, I was at a conference and listening to her on stage with another three other great business ladies, you know, business women. And I was just loving it. So I'm connecting up with them on Facebook and Instagram while they're on stage and I can hear their phones buzzing in their pockets, you know. Afterwards, I bought her book. I read her book. I made a comment on it. And then, you know, we have now connected. Where did you um, comment on it? So on, on her Facebook page. Right. Uh, on her Instagram post. So and you posted and said, oh, I read your book and loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to me, that's, um, and she's taught me that actually, Kylie, if you're out there listening, you know, <laughs> and hopefully she'll come and, and do a recording with you. Yeah. Um, um, she talks, his, her book's called Friends with Benefits, not those sort of benefits, but, uh, two way relationships, you know, and, uh, adding value to each other. In fact, she was doing a book release for one of her other friends, and I think her name is Philippa Spork. And so I went online, bought her book, blended a photo of me giving her a thumbs up with her book and the receipt and posted it on her Facebook page, like within 10 minutes of just saying, you know, like, and so I made a connection with her. She didn't know me from a bar of soap, but the both of them were like, oh, yeah, that's Rev. That's just what he does. So it's not a strategy. It's just. So then after you posted that, did she, then yes. she like connected with you yeah. or how did, how did the relationship go from there? Yeah. Well, we, we just connected up on Facebook and, um, and now I, I, you know, look at the events she's doing, I'll repost those events. So, you know, it's a, it's, um, I've, I've made a, a $20 investment plus I've taken the time to share about her and she's now, I've, um, it sounds terrible, but I've slotted her in, in my mind where I go, where can I add value to her? Um, and, and these two ladies actually, you know, going, if I can add value, um, which may be bringing them in for a podcast, you just never know where it all leads. And, um, I can't remember. I was listening to this podcast this morning and I can't remember. Hang on. It's coming to me. He said this line about loyalty lays in inefficiency, which sounds weird. But when you do things that are inefficient, like instead of just sending an email, actually writing, buying a card and writing a, a handwritten card to someone may seem like an inefficient thing to do of your time. But when someone gets a handwritten card, they know that. They go, fuck, mate, this guy went out, bought a card, wrote it up and made a, a you know, intentional contribution to me. So 
Uh, so loyalty lies in inefficiency. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Well, I must say, whenever I've made videos for people to ask them to be a guest on my show, yeah. that's really inefficient because yeah. it takes me a few hours. Yeah. But then the rewards are so much bigger than if yeah. I was just to send an email. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's the bond that goes on. So, you know, for those listening, I mean, we've only known each other for a, a month or something like that. Who knows? You just don't know where we can come together again, where that's going to lead, uh, what opportunities lie in the future. Mm. Um, who knows? Mm. It's all planting seeds, isn't it? It is. I love that yeah. quote that goes, judge each day not by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you sow. Yeah. yeah. Is that how it goes? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's about nurturing, um, looking for ways, you know, just looking for ways to add value. Can't say it enough. Looking mm. for ways to nurture relationships with people. Um, and almost like I do it regardless of the, the return, mm. you know, because for people to build trust in you, they have to see that gen- you're genuine. Now, if they're experienced, they'll often be sitting back going, well, let's just see if what this is, mm. you know, who is this person? It's come from left field, you know. Um, so, like, for example, with Dave Parkin, I, I want to work in the AFL. I want to work with the young guys in the AFL because I believe I have a solution to one of the problems. Now, it takes time for David to build trust in me to then be able to recommend me. Going on this event, this fundraiser ride, I believe I'm now getting to that point. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, with relationships, it just, t- it does take time, doesn't it? And yeah. this applies to anyone, like, even if you're, even if you're not a business owner, you know, if you're working, for a company and you'll maybe look to change jobs somewhere or you want to move up or get that promotion. It's, it's about building relationships slowly over time. And then to, in order to build that trust. Yeah. So yeah, you can't just go from zero to having someone love you and trust you. Zero to hero. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm big on reinvention. So I'm like Madonna, you know, she reinvents herself every seven to 10 years and then she smashes it, you know, what's your next reinvention? Oh God. Um, well, I've just had this business body mind meditation done and it was a preparation for really going global with, um, my brand and who I am. Um, so yeah, going to the UK, working, um, in schools and sporting clubs over there, the States, uh, and New Zealand. I have this thing about New Zealand. I'll, you know, it's like right next door to us, but I don't go there very often. I have a book, um, that I'm going to be writing called Screw You, which is all about the attitudes of young guys and, how to um, steer energetic attitudes. Uh, so, yeah, lots going on. Heaps of um, motorcycle riding and personal development, training, nutrition, all that sort of gear I love. Yeah. And meeting more new people and connecting more new people together, you know. Excellent. So, yeah. Cool. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, John. I feel like I want to call you Rev. Rev's like your... Stage Rev's name. your stage name. I've been calling you Rev, your nickname. Yeah. Mm. If people want to connect with you, yeah. maybe add some value to you. Love it. Where can they do that? Okay. Number of ways. Uh, if you go to Facebook, it's Motivate. Uh, M-O-T-O-V-8, as in the numeral eight. Numeral. Num- Num- 
number. Number. Yeah, let's <laughs> Moto just go number. Vase. Yeah. yeah. And uh, website is, you know, all the W's, M-O-T-O-V-8.com.au. Instagram's Motivate. Um, and I'm, I really want to play with Periscope. Have you played with Periscope? I haven't played with Periscope. I've downloaded the app and I've had other, I've got friends that are on it and they're like, Christina, you got to get on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but I it's, haven't used it yet. Yeah. Look, it, it hasn't really gone huge in Australia yet, but, um, but it is something I want to do because, uh, it's unfiltered. Like, mm. it's like me. It, mm-hmm. Um, and you can be raw and real with people and they can make comment on the spot. And you get interaction. People are going to disagree with you. That's cool. Um, I welcome all that. So, yep. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for having me. No worries. Isn't he awesome? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode with John McMahon, or also known as the Rev. Again, get in touch with him at motivate with it. That's a number eight dot com. I'll also put links to everything we talked about in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash rev. Okay, and that wraps up episode 36. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for the confidence course yet, jump on it at freeconfidencecourse.com. It's pretty damn awesome. I'm actually going to be running a workshop early next year at Hub Melbourne to help people actually speak about themselves and explain what they do. So I'm quite excited about that. And the 21-day course is a really good way to get you started. Alrighty, so jump on it at freeconfidencecourse.com. And that's it for me this week. I hope you have a fabulous week as we go into December, into the silly season. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Cannot wait to hang out with you next week. Have a good one. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Thank you.